I believe the Lord wants us to call upon Him. Climb that mountain and call upon God. That He wants this church to call upon Him even tonight. Felt that when I was over at the office. Felt that through the songs. I'm going to eliminate some of what I have. And hopefully you will respond. Come and stand before Almighty God and call upon God. Call upon God. We can change things through prayer. We can defeat evil. We can cause it to flee. We can turn around lives, redeem souls, maybe purify even a city and a county. But you've got to call upon God. Call upon Now, this might be silly to you, but I was thinking just the other day, this year, it's a ways off yet, I'm going to turn 62. Now, I remember when my dad turned 62. I remember when he retired at 62. We have no more time to wait. One thing I want to see before I go whether it's the grave or the rest. I want to see this church truly, recklessly called upon God. I need fervent, heat, hot, and prayer. Oh, how awesome that would be. Everything would fall in place. I would. My preaching would. The presence of God would come thick and rich. The Spirit of God would move. Things would change. But that's all we got to do is call upon Almighty God. So I'm going to eliminate a bunch of stuff so that we have opportunity to call upon Him tonight. Patrick will have some stuff for us, some music for us. I want you to call upon God like you never did before. Now, I know that these are dark days for the church. It's just the way it is. It's the season. It's the time of the age. But listen, the church has always faced dark days. We always have. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why we're here. We're to face the darkness and defeat the darkness. And so the scripture I want to open with, Brian, after the scripture, I want you to take us before the Lord. And then we'll go from there. Second, I'm changing lots up, Patrick, so if you can't find me, that's okay. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12 says this. Here's another time, Jehoshaphat and the people of God was in another fix beyond them, overwhelmed by the darkness and the enemy. Second Chronicles 20, verse 12 says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's what we want to do tonight. And the world is spinning out of control. It looks like we are truly falling as a nation from the inside out. It seems like Christianity will be down to about 4% in a few years in our nation. And who knows then what's going to take place and what's going to happen. And so we too find ourselves like Jehoshaphat. The same situation where he says, God, what do we have no might against this great company? And we don't. Those who make laws and the, the power brokers and those with all the money. And I just heard today about like $200 million or somewhere about there that was being shuttled in to, to combat this drug problem or uh, on the streets. All that money was being confiscated and given out to people who are in charge. So it's just like, another God, what are we going to do? And that's what Jehoshaphat was saying right here. We don't even know what to do. In fact, I was sitting on a meeting. I got a phone call from some city officials asking me to sit on a meeting. Wanting to know what to do about this problem. And I did. I told him. I said, look, you represent the government. You represent this 
large corporation. You represent superintendents of schools, well-educated, people of means. And I'm telling you, we don't know what to do. And as we look at the Word of God, it gives us the answer. When you don't know what to do, you turn your eyes upon Jesus. You turn your eyes upon God. You climb the mountain of God. And you go before God. And you proclaim God. We don't know what to do. Please help us. And I believe that that's what God wants us to do tonight. Forever how long it is. Short time, long time. I don't know. All I do and hope and pray that you have a desire. We have been equipped by Almighty God for this task. Even for tonight. Again, I want to remind you about the various... Some of the scriptures maybe I had mentioned this morning, especially this one here. I know that we are in a spiritual battle. Talk about darkness, the evil, Satan, the dragon, uh, Lucifer, all the evilness that is upon uh, our nation, upon our people, those that are lost. But God says, behold, in Luke ten nineteen, he says, behold, or, or wake up, or get a hold of this. He said, I give unto you power. You and I have power to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the power of Almighty God in you to defeat the strongest enemy that comes against God. God said, Behold, I give you power. God has given us power, and I, I'm afraid we're just not using it or we don't grasp it or understand it, but tonight... We're going to use it. We are going to, to wave that sword of power in the name of Christ and come against principalities, come against powers, come against darkness and things in high places. We can pull them down tonight. That word power means the power of authority. I have the authority. Just like if I'm a policeman, I pull you over, you know my uniform, my badge, and my weapon gives me authority. And that's what God says. We have the authority to do this. Now, Romans 13, 11 tells us this. And knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. It's high time for us to grasp this here at this church, at this hour, at this moment, with these people. It's high time that we wake up. Lukewarm is not normal. Lukewarm cannot be normal. We cannot merely sit by and hope problems go away. They will not. They're not going to go away. Now listen, we can benefit from studying what the early church did when it got in trouble. This is to be an example for us. Example on how to raise children. Example on how to tend and keep your family. Example on how you should be a worker. This is an example. And when the people of God got in trouble, they cried out to God. Cried out to God. Cried out to God. Psalmist says in chapter 34, 17, he said, the righteous cry. Cry to God. God, help us, God. God, we don't know what to do. Righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of their troubles. God is the deliverer. He takes care of our troubles, but it's our job by faith to cry out to God. To cry out to God. Whether you feel silly, it doesn't matter. Whether you think it's silly, that doesn't matter. Whether you think you look silly, that doesn't matter. All that matters is what it says in the Word.
Proverbs 15, 29 tells us this. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. God hears our prayer. When you bellow out, when you cry out to God tonight, this scripture confirms the very fact that God is listening and hearing your prayer. God hears our prayers. He hears them. Once empowered, uh, then they became the, the church victorious, the church militant. They were, like the old hymn, militant, onward, Christian. It was a militant song. Church triumphant, victorious. That's what we are supposed to be. Right now, all the enemies should be fleeing. Everything should be removing from our thoughts and minds because they don't want the bullseye, the prayers of the saints on their back. Because they know they cannot compete against the prayers of the people of God when they start to truly cry out. When we start to unite and come together. Lord, God, I believe with all my heart, God loves displaying His power in and through us. He loves it. Look, everything around us is broken. Everything is broken around us. The church is broken. The family is broken. Our children are broken. Our great nation is broken. We need the great fixer to show up. We need him. We need to cry out to him and call out to him. Read the Old Testament. Yes, they blundered every time the people of Israel. And they would blunder for X amount of time. And all of a sudden, a light of, uh, a bolt of lightning would hit someone. And they decided to start calling out upon God. And when they called out upon God, God delivered them. Just like us here now. All we've got to do is get up off of our blessed assurance and start calling upon God. Start taking His Word serious and come down here and call upon Him. And say, God, we need you. My life's broke. My nation's broke. My family's broke. Everything's broken in my life, God. Lord, fix the church. Call upon God and see what God does. Challenge God tonight with your prayers. Oh, He's an awesome God. Look, it didn't take man, it didn't take us long to mess up a beautifully, wonderfully created Garden of Eden. It didn't take long before there was strife, bickering, and fighting, and murder in the Garden of Eden. Perfect. Everything made perfect. Didn't take us long to mess it up. But after we messed it up, the Scriptures tells us, in Genesis 4.25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God uh, said, She hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Cain committed murder. Murdered Abel in a perfect environment. And God comes along, she gets impregnated, and now Seth is being born. And somewhere along Seth's age, verse 26, in a messed up garden in a freshly dug grave, it says, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. That's the answer. That's the answer to everything. To call upon the name of the Lord. Not run out and try to fix it. That's God's job. He's the great fixer. Call. Call upon the name of Almighty God and see what God does. Watch and be amazed. 
You'll be stunned. You'll say the words we always say. I can't believe it. Isaiah 11 verse 2 says this, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This is what God will put upon you. He will take you places. He will do things with you that you can't do. But God is supernatural, and He will give you supernatural giftings and talents, even if it's only for that one moment at that particular time. And you might need something else the next time down the road. Call upon Almighty God. See what God will do with that wayward child or that next-door neighbor or the situation you find things in. Call upon God about this city and about this country and about our leaders. Call upon God and see if He'll sprinkle out His mercy and maybe pour it out, but call upon God together here even tonight. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Listen, the Spirit of wisdom is going to come upon you and God's going to give you wisdom to handle certain situations that it's impossible for you to go to school and get this kind of wisdom. He will come upon you as you continue to pray and cry out to God. Supernatural wisdom is going to come upon you. Supernatural ability to fix things, to think them out. And don't you dare think it's you. God's going to be doing this. Your prayers are going to be answered. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. We need the spirit of understanding to come upon us so we can even understand what I'm saying now. Lord, open up our understanding. Open up, Lord. Help us to realize how much power is right here in this building right now if we just come together and pray. Just come together and believe it. Not kneel for a little bit, not be quiet and wonder, but pray, pray. Then the Bible says also the spirit of counsel is going to come upon you. Your workers are going to talk to you. People wherever are going to come to you or something. They might not know what's drawing them to ask you a question or whatever. And they're going to ask you stuff. Don't you dare go call the pastor. Mm -hmm. God's going to give you the spirit of counsel. You'll be able to speak words of life into them that they will be stunned. Stunned. And it'll come from God if you start calling upon God. Call upon me, God says, and I will answer you. I need callers. Spirit of counsel and might. Might. Strength. No burnout in God. If anybody should have burned out, it should have been the Apostle Paul. All that he went through, everything that he did, false brethren, liars, whipped, beat, left for dead, he kept going on, thought it was wonderful to serve God. The spirit of might. Be able to be 85 like Caleb and run up the mountain. Run up the mountain. Be like Samson and yank some iron gate off its foundations and run with it. Run with it through prayer. This could be the church's finest hour. In fact, it should be the church's finest hour. Should be. You should be pumped and excited as you see the last days, as you see the billow clouds of judgment. You should be pumped because you know God's going to do something awesome and wonderful. People are frightened. What was it the other day? 500 birds, 5,000 birds, whatever it was. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, all had a heart attack and dropped. People were panicking. Is this the end of the world? People are frightened. Absolutely frightened. People are willing to listen now. Maybe not all, but some. Some will be willing to listen. And as you pray and I pray and we get a hold of God and he puts us in these situations that are uncomfortable, but because he's filled us with the comforter, he will give us the boldness to speak, to speak and confront and to look in their eyes and speak. The Bible says, boom, through the anointing of God, through prayer, no matter who they are. I'm just like you. 
Lots of times I would say, God, what is this? What is this accomplished? I don't see a thing, Lord. I don't see nothing. I see nothing. Even when I know and preach, don't walk by sight. Still, fall into the natural. We're just praying. His praying's going nothing. His praying's going nothing. Three months ago, I get a call from the city, from the county. Come sit. And I'm sitting on it, just looking at it, like, thinking, what the heck did I get here? And then someone, after the second meeting, one of the other persons that knows me, came up and said, see, that praying wasn't good. This is part. Because, see, we don't see. I'm talking about years of praying, but because we don't see. You understand, we coming together tonight, zeroing in on a situation or on a subject or a person, can change everything, can do battle, can pray, can be sensitive, can be woke up in the wee hours, whatever it is. Even if you don't quite understand what's going on, Come see this movie on Friday, because it also hammers this, where the enemy has all the money, all the influence, all the people in the right position, and it's just this dumb little guy. <clears throat> Jonah 4.11 says this, and this is about our county, and about our city, and about our nation. God says, and should not I spare Nineveh, the great city? He's talking to Jonah. He says, wherein are more than six score thousand. More than 60,000 persons. And look what he says about them. That cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. So sometimes when you look and you see they pass this stupid law. Remember, they can't discern between their right and to their left. That's why you got to pray. Because you can. Through the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God that lives inside of us. All you've got to say, okay, look, this is enough. Let's get a hold of God. Let's pray together. Let's come together. Let's seek God and see what the Lord will do. We go for a while and then we peter out. Like I heard one pastor talk about the, the fireworks. They go off, boom, you and they're gone. It's kind of like the way, the way we are. But we should be coming, expecting to be called to pray at any given moment, at any time, anywhere. Certainly in the house of God. And that's what we're going to do here tonight. In just a few seconds. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me. That's who you're going to call unto. You're going to call unto God. And God said, I will answer thee. Now we talked about the faithfulness and the truth that's in the word of God this morning. And God is saying to here, here's your job. Call unto me. Here's my job. I'll answer you. When and where's and how, it's none of your business. God just simply says, I will answer thee. And then he goes on and he says, and I'll show thee great and mighty things, which thou don't know. Which you don't know if you just call upon me. You take those situations that are in your life and around your personal family, your intimate family, and then out on farther and in the outskirts of your life, take them, take them to God. You never know what God's going to do. A young lady got saved at her altars this morning. And when I was introduced to her, she already says, I, I, I know you. She said, how on earth do you know me? She said, I used to play with your children when you moved on Ball Street. I went, Ball Street? That was in 1984. She said, yeah, yeah, there's Jennifer, there's Jake. I used to do, I think she called them back flips or back bends with Jennifer out in New York. Who knows what God can do? And she's at the altar crying, giving her heart to God. God says, call unto me tonight. Absolutely, you call unto me and I will answer you. I will answer you. Now look, here we go to our last verse. Before Patrick, you can dim some of the lights, not all, but just dim them. 
Listen to what this says. Again, Jehoshaphat says, If when evil cometh upon us, and it does, and it will, as a sword, it says, and judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. When things go crazy in our nation, and they will, when things are insane, when our neighbor freaks out, kills himself and his family, when insane stuff happens, Jehoshaphat was saying the same thing. They, I don't know if they had a newspaper or what, but they're saying, oh my gosh, he's saying, when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, and pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. That's what we got to do, and that's what I hope you do, that you will take this serious. And you will take the next X amount of minutes. It's really not all that. You will climb that mountain. What I mean by climbing the mountain, you got to get control of your thoughts. Because they'll want to look around. They'll want to say, I'm tired, or I don't feel like, or not this again. you got to climb that mountain and get beside that. And even though you might be standing amongst 30 people, it's just like you and God, and you're getting alone with God, and you're going to call out to God. You're going to take this city, you're going to take this county, take this church, and anything else that God drops upon you, and you're going to cry out to God. Let's think. I wonder what situation, I wonder what promise, I wonder what person's life could be radically changed here in a few minutes. person maybe not even in here that we're going to pray for, that God is already placing on your heart. I have one. I have one right now. In fact, I have more than one. As you take that person to the mountain of God, and it'll be work. Because you won't want to pray. You'll want to be distracted. And someone will want to talk to you. I wonder whose life's going to be radically changed. Because you took this serious. You started to go before God. And I'm not going to tell you how to tell you. Let's get a hold of God. you got some 